0: Hey everybody, you're listening to Changing the World and Other Circus-Related Things, Episode 2. I'm your host, Eliana Dunlap. I'm very excited to bring you today's episode, in which we will be speaking with my dear friend Nettie Lane. Nettie is a circus artist and teacher based in Brattleboro, Vermont, USA. Who is working on an exciting performance project about our relationship to the environment? Enjoy. Hello, everybody. I'm here with my dear friend, Nettie Lane. Um, Welcome to the show.
1: Thanks, Ileana.
0: So I know you pretty well, but um, some of our listeners may not. So do you want to start by just telling us a bit about yourself?
1: Sure. Um, My name is Nettie Lane. I live in Vermont in the United States. I met Eliana, or Lama, that's her nickname, uh, at the New England Center for Circus Arts. I was in their professional track training program in 2008, 2009. Um, now I'm on staff there. I teach, um, I teach for NECA, but also teach in a number of other places. Uh, I teach clown is one of my specialties and, um, I also do the German wheel. I came uh, to Vermont in 2008, like I said, to go to circus school. And before that, I was an education director for an environmental nonprofit. And um, it was a hard decision to go to circus school, and that was because I was looking at the world and all the things that are happening in the world. And um, I went through an internal struggle feeling it was a little bit indulgent to just go to circus school when so many things are happening. But um, I really do believe art can um, art and story can help us see differently and transform. And so um I just followed my passion uh, to circus.
0: Awesome. And so you've done um, quite a few projects related in this within circus related to environmentalism and social justice. Can you tell us a bit about some of those?
1: Um, sure. I mean, I've done. I'm working on a project now. Um, so I would say that kind of my life. Before circus I was pretty involved and active um, not only in work with the with environmental nonprofit, um I was doing a lot of uh connecting children to nature and doing restoration, um giving back to the land in some way, whether it's through creek restoration projects or you know, taking out invasive species. Um I also worked for the climate protection campaign. In Sonoma County, California and at first was uh uh what's the word? Not an apprentice, um intern? In yeah, intern. Um where I <laughs> sorry just drew a blank. Uh where for the city of Santa Rosa I did a greenhouse gas emission survey, which was very, very tedious because it was <laughs> before they um kept electronic files so I was going through things like old light bills and all that kind of thing but basically to establish a baseline so that they can make target goals in reduction to their greenhouse gas emissions as a city Mm -hmm. and then after that project I helped through the climate protection campaign helped other interns work in the other uh, cities in the area um, to do the same so I'm telling you this because this work has, um, it's connected to, it's a thread that connects me to the project that I am working on now, which is mm-hmm. called Count to 12, Finding Our Way Home, mm-hmm. and um, the title comes from, Count to 12 comes from uh, the Pablo Neruda poem, Keeping Still, and okay. Finding Our Way Home is inspired by a quote from the Traveling Jewish Theater. Okay. It's from a show called Coming from a Great Distance. And the quote is, stories move in circles. They don't move in straight lines. So it helps Hmm. if you list circles. There are stories inside stories and stories between stories. Mm -hmm. And finding your way through them is as easy and as hard as finding your way home. And part of the finding is getting lost. And when you're lost, you start to look around and listen. So between those two things, um, the show, it's it's a bigger project than just a circus show. Um, But it's inspired by the work with the Climate Protection Campaign and my environmental work, um, which also leads to environmental justice and all that kind of stuff. But it's, taking these issues and trying to express them through theater and circus arts.
0: Cool. Awesome. So how have you approached in terms of expressing these ideas um, and these stories through circus? How have you approached that process? Cause I often, what I often struggle with is like circus can feel quite abstract. Um, mm-hmm. And so how have you approached like the, the storytelling process through an abstract medium?
1: Well, what I've done,
0: um, since I am a clown
1: teacher, (laughs) it it actually informs how I work. And so, for example, one of the things I wanted to use, the German wheel, because for me, um, there's so much metaphor. So I kind of looked at it like as if I was doing a clown exercise where You know, how many, it's a, it's a wheel, but what else is it? So like you take a pop and you do these quick, you know, like, okay, it becomes this, it becomes that. So I try to look through that lens at the apparatus Mm -hmm. to see, well, how can this be used in light of, uh, these issues? So that's one approach. The other thing is I, Twice I've been able to get a grant from the Turkey Land Co Foundation to do an artist residency on Martha's Vineyard in mm-hmm. Massachusetts. And the first residency, this project was just a seed. Mm-hmm. And so I spent two weeks just letting my imagination, not giving myself any constraints. And I just took a lot of different, different colored post-it notes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I just each color of the post-it notes had to do with different things like, um, you know, yellow might be climate change in climate change and specific things that are happening in the world, like the island of Kiribati or and Mm -hmm. then purple might mean something else. So I just started letting those ideas come out and then looked at the wall, it was at 150 <laughs> different Post-it notes, and then I would start putting them together and think about, okay, well, what if, you know, what if this and this went together?
0: Yeah, that's really cool.
1: <laughs> so you could get a color of just skills, you know, like juggling, mm-hmm. German wheel. <laughs> 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 you and you're like, okay, one.
0: what
1: color did that go? Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Or like, okay, what can juggling and uh, I don't know like juggling and you know reading an article about climate change and what's happening and how how do those two things relate they actually can relate so yeah but it's a kind of thinking outside the box and then not censoring those
0: ideas yeah that's really cool so when you're when you've been working on this, how, what kind of like challenges do you feel like you face, like creatively or logistically or emotionally? Because it can be quite a heavy subject. Um, when you're working on this project, um, yeah, what kind of challenges have you faced, and how have you approached those? Well, um,
1: <laughs> there's been a few challenges. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, this, but I've been. <laughs> this project started just because I wanted to, I just wanted to use the circus arts as a vehicle for telling stories. So in in, I actually think of myself as a storyteller first. That was my first love storytelling. So, I mean, I love circus for so many reasons and I love the way that it can touch people. So, um, I guess some of the challenges – so this this project started as a seed, and so I've been working on it. And then there's been a few times where I've had to put it on the shelf, and that relates to the challenges. So one of those – I think one of the primary ones is economic. Yeah. Um, in order to – like this is a passion project. I also have to make a living and pay my bills. And so yeah. that's – like just that reality it has – kind of, it's been a slow growth in that respect. Mm -hmm. So I I spend a lot of time looking for grants and ways to fund, but it's really hard in the United States to find um, creation money. So you have to already do something and then maybe someone might give you some money. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, so that's been difficult and I really believe in paying the artist. And so if I do a creation period, I really want to pay the people who are involved. Um, I've had a few collaborators, which, you know, they graciously donated their time. And so that's been wonderful. That that also in some ways has been a challenge only in the fact that life happens. Like one had a baby, one moved <laughs> away to a well, while, um, and they, they don't live in the area. So, yeah. And then I think the other challenge is just injury and in health. I had some health setbacks and so that kind of put things on. But I do, I, I believe in the project. <laughs> <laughs> and I believe that it like, you know, it's funny when you start these projects as in any creative endeavor, you have an idea of, of, what it may be and how it would go. And then you start working on it and it kind of starts, you have to be open to kind of following the life of the project. It kind of Mm -hmm. gives feedback to you on how it wants to evolve. So, so that's also happened with the project. That part's not necessarily a challenge. It's more about being open to what's happening in in the moment.
0: In what ways have you seen it change course? Like, have there been really unexpected changes that, kind of caught you by surprise
1: um kind of yeah like my original <laughs> my original visioning of it was to have four clown characters based on four archetypes and the mm. and the shadow of that archetype so that those characters can get fleshed out that way and that was influenced by a cultural anthropologist named Angelus Sarian in her work um but as I started to work on it it it's sort of, the clown piece sort of got put to the wayside and it, it seemed to be more, um, it's sort of like that the characters got put to the side and then it was kind of more visual, um, mm-hmm. happening. So it's, there's been a few, I've, I've done a couple, uh, like I said, two residencies at the, with the Turkey Land Code Foundation. And then I did a showing about two years ago in Brattleboro. And, um, I got some feedback from that and it was, it's really interesting. I had someone say some of the imagery was very, like he was saying, was kind of archety- archetypal, you know, what he was seeing. Um, but he, but he was saying that it, it felt a little heavy,
0: mm-hmm. you know,
1: and, um, which, you know, the issue is kind of heavy. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> So, um, so that was really great because uh, it made me think about okay, what was the original intent and how, you know, I, I think humor and absurdity mm-hmm. <laughs> is are, are good tools because it really, when you look at it, it really is absurd. What's what we're doing? <laughs> um, so I think. It sort of changed course, and maybe as I continue to work on it, maybe there'll be some returning to the original idea, but maybe it will express itself differently.
0: Mm-hmm. What's next with it? Do you have any plans for the future with it, or just kind of working on it slowly? How are you moving <laughs> forward now?
1: Um, I kind of—it's been on the shelf for for a number of reasons, and. But um, I have a renewed commitment uh, towards it. I tend to think I'm a pretty um, pretty big thinker (laughs) as far as, like, with this project, it's not just a show. It's actually, like, in my vision of it, it's a pretty big vision. So, and that is great, but it also, I need to take it in in small steps in order to make it happen. Um, because for me, it's, it's also a part of involving the, the community. So, mm-hmm. because I feel like, I mean, I ask myself the question, you go and you see something in the, in the theater, or even if it's an outdoor event, what is the lasting effect of that? Like, how do, like, how do people take things in and what, what, what helps people to change behaviors so that we are more in line with what mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. and so I think it's through relationships so you could see a, a show and there have been some shows that are like really touch people's hearts and they do bring it home and it it lives in them you know after the show and that's you know really that's part of the hope but also for for this, I want to have a community component to it, because we tend to we tend to change our behavior or to you know save i don't know if I like but save what we love so if we have relationship to our surroundings, our environment,
0: mm-hmm.
1: we have relationships to people who are different from us mm-hmm. right you know, then it's a lot harder to have behaviors that are destructive.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: (laughs) So I kind of, I see this as like an event. Part of, there's different influences, inspirations for this project. So one of them is a book by uh, a Native American woman named Robin Wall Kimmerer. And her book's called Braiding Sweetgrass. I've heard of that book. It's an it's a great book. She's a scientist, a botanist, and she weaves together her the indigenous wisdom mm-hmm. um, and the scientific wisdom, and looks at it together. And in some ways, I see her book as far as inspiration for what I'm working on, as like as if a doctor writes a prescription. <laughs> <laughs> I see her book kind of as a prescription of like of a direction, like finding our way home as, Mm -hmm. you know, part of the title. So that's a a big inspiration. And then someone else who's been inspiring to me is um, Dr. Bernie Krause, who Mm -hmm. has done a lot of studies in ecological soundscapes Mm -hmm. where he's gone to places and has done recordings, natural recordings. And, you know, 20 years later, he goes to the same place and through sound, you can hear the loss of the diversity huh. in the okay. landscape. So for me, like these things are all connected. And so I would love like part of the big vision is, you know, what if this event, this count to 12 comes to your community? It's, there's these components where you can work with school children or the, the community at large. We do soundscapes of the area, you know, like there's a lot of um interaction and then the show is is part of it, you know, mm-hmm. and the community is part of it. And those soundscapes collected can then be put into the soundtrack of the show. And so that it each. So it has meaning for that place. And so it's just strengthening. You know, it's sort of like I see. You know, we have this this web of life, that metaphor, and each of our decisions and choices and things that happen can either be a stitch in that fabric Mm -hmm. or can be a rip that fabric. And so even it's a little bit maybe a little bit off topic, but I but it's related even in our interactions.
0: Mm -hmm. We have a
1: choice if we're going to (laughs) rip the fabric or put a stitch in that. So it's kind of like. So and then also in our just in our daily life behaviors, because with climate change, it's so overwhelming, you know, yeah. so overwhelming. And it's not like, you know, if your community is affected by fire or flood, it's very present. You say, oh, yeah. wow, well, you know, this is happening. There's now mold growing in my house because of the water and there's all these repercussions and. You know, people are displaced and but it's hard to bring that into our everyday life Mm -hmm. because culture set up in a certain way. So it it's not like the culture is helping us to make those decisions. So, yeah. um, Yeah. So it's like it's through these relationships and that I feel where we can be strongest, but it takes a little bit longer. (laughs) (laughs) Because we're really yeah. trying to you know it's like we're trying to change culture but also our you know ourselves in that way,
0: yeah oh that's really cool i I love the idea of like community engagement in addition to performance or like community engagement through performance and through like this sort of multifaceted vision of the project. I think that's really, really neat.
1: Yeah, I feel like, at least for me, at this point in my life, I just, I don't know. <laughs> you get in a bigger discussion of like, why are we even here and what's the purpose? And, you know, but, you know, if just simply, you know, what sort of acts are we doing in the world? Like, and you can look at that in circus as what kind of acts are you doing in the world? And you yeah. can also look at what kind of, how are you acting in the world? Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's so, a nice parallel.
1: I like that. <laughs> so, you know, and I think there's, you know, as far as circus, there's there's places for lots of different things, but um, and that's the beauty of it, you know, circus isn't one avenue. There's so, you know, the tree has many branches, and um, so there's something to be said for, you know, watching a an act that's sheer strength and beauty. You know, there's beauty in that, and then Watching, um, watching something that, you know, has to do with like I when I was in uh, London this summer, I saw a show about uh it was three women and they were their whole circus show was about being moms and doing circus. You know, mm, cool. so there's lots of yeah, there's lots of ways to use to use the art form. So it's sort of like what story do you want to tell and what do you want to do? Mm
0: hmm. Do you have any advice for people that are starting projects like this, or that want to start doing projects like this? <laughs> uh, or just like well, I don't know, words of wisdom, whatever. Anything you'd want to, if if someone came to you and was like, "I want to start an environmental circus project," what would you say to them? <laughs> I'd say, "Do it." <laughs>
1: I don't know my you know my project hasn't come to fruition so I don't know I guess what advice would I give myself to help me get my project (laughs) (laughs) to fruition Uh, I think it's just persevering you know like it it is you know that those constraints like I know like Open Ring Circus is putting on a um, Jack Cavanaugh's company is putting on a, a circus show and I know like You know, we've talked about, like, it's hard to be an artist and just, you know, pay your rent and do all those things. So, yeah, I think just persevering and I think it's important to find community in it because that's that's the other thing with this this show. Like some people have said, you know, because I'll have someone. Collaborate for a time and then things their lives change and and people are saying, oh, why don't you just do a solo show? You know, but I I really feel like that I want <laughs> like that's part of the problem. I see <laughs> this individualism. And so I want I really want it to be collaborative and, you know, in a ensemble show, because I feel like that's part of the message is how do we find our way? home out of what we can see as a mess out there <laughs> um you know and maybe a mess in inside here like inside us like it's all related so you know I just think the ensemble nature <laughs> is is also part of the message so like doing the project in a way that's collaborative collaborative and just trying to it's sort of like be the change you want to see in the world. So do the show the way that you want to, see, you know, kind of. Yeah, assume. for sure. But yeah, I would just say that um, I guess I guess one thing I would say, especially to people starting out, I think I mean I started circus really late in life, like when mm-hmm. people retire from circus. <laughs> I, went circus I went to circus school in my 40s. So I I kind of see like as I watch young people through the programs through circus school programs here, like there's kind of a evolution that seems to happen. And I I think that's a, you know, when you first start and then you're getting stronger and then there's like, you know, people want to put in their hardest tricks and all that to show like to show all the hard work they've been doing. And I feel like it, like I said, there's a lot of beauty in, in pieces like that. And I would say if you're, if you're passionate about something, make, make art out of your circus, you know, Mm -hmm. and if you're able to, or if that's the direction you want, you know, because I'll hear like people want to do an act that they can market and that's really valid because it's hard to be an artist and make your living from it. I would also say that if you are passionate about something or about an issue or, or wanting to express something, then I would really try to encourage that because I feel like that that's the direction of the art form anyway, and that we need that voice in the world as well. Mm-hmm. So I guess, yeah, just encouraging people to, to follow that despite the other voices that mm-hmm. come might be a little more practical.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Cool. And is there any, any last things you want to share with us?
1: Let's see. Um, I guess, uh, there's a quote from Barry Lopez, who's a, a writer. And, uh, he said, sometimes a person needs a story more than food to stay alive. Mm-hmm. So I would just say <laughs> that, uh, you know, as an artist and for all the artists out there, it's it's like food and nourishment that's being offered. And so uh, and, and that uh, I just I saw an article from Clowns Without Borders and it was talking about the right to play as a human right. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, the right for art and beauty and being nourished by those things in life is also a human
0: right. Well, thank you so much, Nettie. This has been lovely. <laughs>
1: <laughs> thank you. This is great. I'm really glad. I would just say the, um, a shout out to the Circus Action Network. I'm really happy that's in existence. And um, <laughs> I think it's really, really important. It's really nice to have a group, uh, to, you know, group of like-minded people. Uh, yeah. together. together together yeah exactly
0: awesome well thank you so much and best of luck with your project and i can't wait to see uh what the future holds for it thank you lama (laughs) once again that was netty lane if you would like to reach out to netty to learn more about her work to collaborate or to just say hello you can find her contact info in the show notes this podcast is an initiative of the circus action Network. You can like us on Facebook, where we share monthly podcast episodes, as well as articles, artist opportunities, cool projects, and other things related to social and environmental justice and the circus arts. If you are someone who is doing this kind of work, or you know someone who is doing this kind of work, or you want to be doing this kind of work, please get in touch. We want to hear from you. You can find our contact in the show notes and also on our Facebook page. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.